welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Ask Sarah with your host, Sarah Troy. Today I'm going to be speaking about the trees and how they speak to me and how I can hear them. I love going for a walk amongst an avenue of trees, in the forest, anywhere that there are trees. I love listening to the rustle of the leaves. I love seeing the movement and the swaying back and forth. I love the different color greens, and I love the entire vibration that the trees give us. Just around the corner from me, every morning I go with my dog, Kokomo, who's twelve and a half now, and before I do any shows, we just pop around the corner, a little bit to do her business, stretch our legs, and just get into the right mindset for the day. There is a beautiful long avenue of trees standing tall, some older, some younger. You can see the young ones kind of trying to reach up high along with the older ones and stand tall and count, and you can see the older ones slightly leaning over as if to say, I am there supporting you. The trees are along a railway line, and you could be walking along there and just hear the cha-chunk, cha-chunk, cha-chunk of the railways as the train goes by. And then there is a tree farm to my left, and then just fields, fields and fields of blueberries and cranberries and open space and open sky. I like that little walk in the morning, maybe only 10-15 minutes, just enough to start the day. The trees kind of reach out to me. They set my tone for the day in their rustle of their leaves, all their peace and their quiet. I feel how they speak to me. Sometimes I would go along there and the wind is going through the trees. There was one time I looked up at a tree and I said, you know, you're really shouting right now. You need to calm down. And all of a sudden, that loud rustle of leaves just stopped and just shimmered instead. Am I mad for speaking to the trees and hearing what they have to say to me? I don't believe so. I believe that I've tapped into their energy. Trees set off such a wonderful vibration. They are, after all, oxygen. They feed our atmosphere. They are so filled with a wonderful vibration. And when you get an avenue of them, or a bunch of them together... The trees really do speak to us. You know, we can give up our questions. We can give up our thoughts. We can give up anything to them. And if we're, st- if we're in tuned enough, we can hear that answer back. Very often you can feel those trees like they're coming around you and just surrounding you with a hug. Sometimes the sheer little laughter and the giggles of those leaves as they rustle are just something that lift you out of yourself and are light-hearted. There is another area just around the corner for me that goes along the Fraser River. It's only a short, short patch of an avenue of trees, a little forest that they kept and left there for us. And this little forest is its one that is so utterly vibrational. 
everybody I've ever taken along there says, oh my God, this feels so wonderful. I feel so in tuned here. It's a little windy path with trees that form an archway. There's ones going tall, there's some going sideways, there's some all crippled, and there's some entwined with each other. But each one of them are speaking to us as we go through. It is such a cosmic area that if you're very, very, very in tune, don't catch it on the right day, you might even see the fairies playing amongst the woods there. Along to the left is the river bank, and very often, as it's right around the corner from a small airport, you'll see a uh, water plane landing. It's just such a lovely little place to go. Short, sweet, embracing, impactful, and totally and utterly welcoming. Am I mad? No. I'm in tuned. We know that nature speaks to us. We know that nature has something very much to say and to answer. I love walking down an avenue of trees. In the sum, in the spring, we have the beautiful blossom trees. And I know most people look at them and just think allergies. But if you can get over that and just look at the beautiful pinks and purples as those blossom trees form an archway and you're driving or walking down them, it is like oh, they're giving you a road to paradise. I seem to be drawn to avenues of trees, you know, those that stand either side of a pathway, and then they form this archway where the leaves and the branches meet. And as you walk through them, you can just feel them speaking to you and encouraging you and welcoming you. I have another forest that I used to go to, Mundy Park up in Coquitlam. I used to go there with my Kokomo in the morning, and it had all many, you know, many, many different types of trails. And again, you would see the forest full of trees that were tall or crooked or entwined or broken, but it was life and it was alive, and it just again spoke to you. There was once upon a time Coco and I went in there, and we came face to face with a bear. And I was so impressed with her, I called her back, and she came and sat next to me, and so peaceful, not any angst in her body frame at all. We had a conversation with the bear. We told the bear how beautiful it was, how the sun glistened on its coat, that this was its forest, and we thanked it for letting us go through it, that we wished it no harm, that we had utmost respect for it. The bear stood there on all fours, looking at us for some time, and there was quite a few minutes between us of just that peaceful, calm interaction. And then the bear just went on its way, in on the woods where it felt safe and protected. It was quite an experience. And I could just feel the forest kind of excited with it, and excited with that interaction. I wasn't always at peace with trees or forests. I used to be very scared of them as a child. I used to think that only darkness was in there, only evil. And it took me a long time to become at peace with it. And I do know that there are some forests that hold an energy that is not terribly freeing, that's very repressive and quite dark. But then there's those other parts that is filled with light, filled with abundance, filled with, with exuberance filled with something that speaks to you so very, very deeply. These are the areas of the forest that welcome you, that embrace you, that speak to you. I actually have a program called The View of Life. 
I've been doing this for 39 years, and it incorporates a forest. I don't want to give too much away, because if you wish to take it and discover where you are in your life, what is your thought pattern, how much of you is challenged or stuck or moving forward, then you may want to take the program with me. Very simple online program. But to tell you too much about it right now would be to give away, so I don't want to do that. But we have so much that the forest can speak to us about. Why do we think it's only humans that have the answer? Why do we think it's only the patriarch of the hierarchy that holds the key to the universe, to the meaning of life, to all that's wonders? Why do we think that nature doesn't have its own dialogue? The water running along its stream, along the river bank, trilling, running, rippling, thundering, the water has its own energy, and it's constantly propelling forward. It doesn't like to be stagnant in a still pond. It likes the movement. Like trees, they don't want just to stand there with no wind rippling through them. The wind and the elements are something that give them meaning, that allow them to chatter. When you look at a tree through the seasons, and you see it standing tall in the spring, welcoming the soft sunlight. And it goes through the summer, where you have that hot heat, but it forms shelter for you underneath. Then you go through the fall, as the leaves turn and they drop. And then you go through the winter, in the barrenness, but they still stand together in protection. Year after year after year after year, the trees stand tall, giving us everything that we need to breathe, to support us, to dialogue with us, to create with us. They are incredible. They are magnificent. There are forests and forests and forests all over this world. And for a long time, the people were going in there, just rape and pillaging the forests, cutting down trees they had no right to do, leaving things barren until it became a consciousness that for every tree they knocked down, they planted a new tree, so that a new forest may grow in its path. I love wood. I have beautiful antique furniture, lots of mahogany, old oak, some of it's over 200 years old. I love the vibration of the wood. Even now, if that was carved and made into a piece of furniture, I can feel its history, I can feel its signature, and it is so very much still alive. The grains, the colour, the shapes, the movement, the sheen. It is a wonderful, live, very, very alive, living thing. When you go into the forest and you find all these things that sometimes can get in your way, branches that have fallen, mud or rocks in the way, all it is is a moment to stop, reflect and pause. Are you meant to go around? Are you meant to go over? Are you meant to go back? I think what the forest teaches you to do is to slow down and take in. What the trees are trying to communicate with you is that the answers are simple and they're here now. Are you tuned in? We rush through life constantly going, why, 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 what, 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 how, how, how? and we do not take the time to listen to the answers. We cannot find these answers in a concrete jungle. 
We cannot find these answers out there just amongst people. Nature is a place that is so harmonious, so tranquil, so in unison. You don't see trees fighting with one another. There isn't my, I'm taller than you, or I am bigger than you, I am brighter than you. No, you see them work together. They move together, they entwine together, they support one another. Trees and a forest works together for their own survival. They come together in unison. So why can't we? There is so much to learn from trees. Now whether you like oak, various types of it, or whether you like walnut trees, or whether you like cherry trees, or whatever tree you like up there, I think the tree that I probably describe myself as would be a willow tree. A willow tree because I can be tall, I can be multiple, but I swing constantly and sway in the wind. I am forever moving gently, and my strength is in me reaching down to touch those around me. What tree would you be? Are you a a tall, stand-to-attention type tree? Are you a tree that's intertwined? Are you a tree like an African tree? A small frame, big and wide top? Or do you like to go very, very tall and high without too many branches? What kind of tree would you be? In my readings, I often come across the card, the tree of life. And I refer to people as branching off in their lives. The more branches and the bigger the tree means that there's more paths for them to take, more paths for them to seek to come into their own. It isn't about the width of the trunk. It is about the depth of the roots and is about not the height of the branches, but the width. Where are they going? Are they expanding? Are they inviting? Are they nourishing? I have formed a foundation called the Living Orchard. And why have I chosen that name? The orchard stands for coming together as a community in a unity to stand tall with each other in support. Each tree will represent a member who is out there doing something to help their own communities or helping people find their own purpose in life. And the fruit on the tree represents the wisdom that is there to be picked and then to be shared. I don't know much about the different types of trees or the different types of woods or grains. That doesn't really bother me. When I go along, even just a simple walk around the park, I can see 50 different types of trees there. They're all swaying to the same wind. They're all standing tall. They're all chattering with one another. They're all flowing and dancing, and they're all getting along. Such an example to us. You can understand why people go into the forest. You can understand why there's a lot of hermits that go in there to hibernate from the rest of the world. The trees don't demand from you. They give, they share, they care. The ground underneath it, with all the roots that stick out and all the things that grow from it, are all from the nourishment of the trees and the nourishment of each other. I talk to the trees and they talk back to me. Because I choose to listen. Because I choose to feel. 
because I choose to let them reach down and touch me. They are my peace. They are my tranquility. They are my escape. They are my embrace. They are my haven. They are my answer. I can't walk along a street without trees and expect the concrete buildings to answer me. I don't see them running in the wind. I don't hear their language. You can hear the cars. You can hear the rustle and the sounds of the city. But where are the trees? I live in a lovely area that's flanked by mountains, by rivers, by lots of trees, by farmland, blueberries, cranberries, flowers, tree farms, all of that. And it's lovely because at the night I can look at the sky and instead of high rises or bright cities I can actually see the stars. You can hear the trees rustle and you know how they feel, you know what's coming. Whether you're out there in a howling gale in the middle of winter or whether you're out there on a summer breeze, those trees are always there for you, always chattering. I've never walked down the avenue and seen them dead still without any movement at all. I think I grew up in the country. I grew up in a very small village for the first five years of my life that was flanked by by avenues of trees and fields and open spaces. We moved to our city and then I lived opposite a park, again, avenues of trees. We then moved to another place, avenues of trees. Then we moved to another place that had its own little forest on the land. Then we moved because my father passed away and my mother and I moved into a house into the city. There was a tree in the yard and a tree at the back, but no trees there. But across the road and just a little bit up the way were some trees, and I was always seeking them. At the age of 59 now, and I've lived in cities, and I've lived in high-rises, and I've lived in the bustle of life, I realize that now I do seek the tranquility of the countryside. I do seek the peace of a dark midnight blue sky filled with stars. I do seek the embracement of the rustle of, of trees and its leaves. I do seek the waters running by. It is something for me that gives me my tranquility. I love to go into the city and I love to be a part of it and I love to see friends and the hustle and the bustle. But then when it comes to that day to day, I have to admit... I am finally at home in the country. I think there's something to be said about slowing down. I mean, youth is about exuberance and about travelling fast and about absorbing everything you possibly can. And do it. Go and do it. Go and do it. Because that's what life is about. And for some people who are brought up in the city, the city is the only place to be. The noise and the hustle and the bustle is what speaks to you. It's what makes you alive. But I have a feeling that kind of the way you were brought up is where you end up. If it was country, you want to go back to the country. If it's city, you want to go back to the city. If it was the ocean, you want to be near the ocean. For me, I would like to end up near a lake with beautiful trees all around me, lovely walks, a small community with a great coffee bar, some good food and some great community people. Now, if you 
told me a few years ago that that is what I would desire, I would go, no, 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 I've got to have more life around me than that. But I guess in the last few years, my direction has changed. I've softened. I've quietened. I've become more patient. I've become more still. So therefore, more embracing of the nature around me. I've stopped become hustling and bustling and charging ahead. I've learned to appreciate that that is around me, taking in things on a quieter pace. It took me a long time because I'm a charge ahead type of person. But now my day is paced out. I do my shows in the morning where I interview some of the most incredible people in the world that are doing phenomenal work. The curing of cancer, the reprogramming of your organs, the leading people into new fruition and and new abilities and new careers, um, the people helping get rid of old beliefs and, and helping you embrace new ones people that are there in your relationships, um, money issues, um, global prayer, uh, just phenomenal amount of people out there that are doing such phenomenal work. And I am gifted every time that I do an interview by their grace of their wisdom. And this is what makes this radio station what it is, are the exceptional people that I've interviewed, and that is including my hosts. I have hosts that have walked the walk. They've taken the journey. They've had the awakening. They are living in their truth, their authentic purpose. And they are sharing that how and that inspiration and those possibilities with you every week. I have new hosts coming on. I have all the older hosts that have moved on still there for you to listen to. Life is exciting. And all the hustle and the bustle is happening around me. But I've learnt that I don't have to be the hustle and the bustle. That it isn't about how much I cram into how many hours of the day. It's how much energy I give to each hour and then how much time I take to rejuvenate between. An hour show or a two-hour show or a couple of shows a day, believe me, takes a lot of energy. But it also gives me a lot of energy and it allows me to be creative in the other things I need to do. But that walk I need, that walk in the morning, a greet from the trees, and then after a show, I gather my dog and we go off for a walk to the coffee store. And we go through the forest of the trees, through the gardens, past people's gardens with beautiful roses and flower beds and trees and bushes, and just go meet people at the coffee shop, shoot the shit, have some fun, meet new people, share some inspirations, gather new inspirations, and then make our way home again. Do some administrative work, get planned for the next show that is coming, and do it all again the next day. A quiet life, a meaningful life, and a life that I feel in its, the amount of hours that I put in every day is actually far more productive than a lot of what I used to do. This is because I have allowed nature to guide me, to heal me, to energize me, and to give me that tranquility that I've needed for so long. I can give more of my energy. I can bring you more people that are focused in helping you because I can see them now, because I've slowed down. I've learned to let the wind rustle through my hair. I've learned to listen to the trees and the wisdom that they give me. I've learned to let the wind breathe on my face, breathing life back into me. 
I've learned to listen to everything that is around me. And in that I have found an understanding and a meaning and a purpose. Yes, I talk to the trees and they talk back to me. As do the flowers, as do the birds. Oh, and I have some wonderful birds around here. Blue jays and lots of red robins. Many other type of birds as well. Eagles up in the sky. And they're always tweeting and flying around you and coming to have a conversation. I love walking down an avenue of trees with the trees rustling in your hair, rustling in your ears, and the birds tweeting along. It is so utterly welcoming. It is so, I don't know, you're stepping into that lovely natural arena where you're part of them and they're busy telling you everything that you need to know or sharing. It is wonderful. Of course, I'm a, an animal lover and the cats and the dogs that I meet along the way and we stop and we have a conversation and they have a little conversation back. <laughs> I talk to a lot of things, don't I? Yes, because everything living has a vibration and everything that you speak to from one vibration to another communicates with each other. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed to have a conversation with a tree. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed to speak to those birds or that cat or that dog or that pass you by. Don't feel embarrassed to, to be communicating with nature, to truly feel it, to truly communicate vibrationally with thoughts, with soul, with aura. Because when we open up, we understand. We truly understand. The picture that I chose for this posting this week shows a beautiful avenue of trees that are forming a lovely pathway, a lovely green pathway, with some lovely floral bushes and the trees forming an archway with the sunlight pouring in. And it's leading you. It's leading you on, always leading you on. And so welcoming. I am so happy that I have now embraced nature in this way that I'm no longer hustling and bustling and rustling. I'm missing the point. It took some time to get here, but I had to find my inner peace, the meaning of my life, the understanding of my purpose. The radio station has given me that. I am a platform for people who are doing extraordinary work, for you to hear them, to hear their voice, to hear what they're doing, to understand that there is always an answer. You are never alone. Just ask the question and listen. It's either on my radio show, or it's out there in nature, or it's a combination of both. They say, there is an app for that, and I say, I have a show for that. Pretty well give me any subject, and I've done a show on it, and I'm very, very proud of them. I'm very proud of the people that have stepped forth to live in their authenticity, that have listened to their own nature, to their own inner voice and the outer voices that have guided them forward to now be such solutions for us in this world. You don't have to be a tree hugger or a granola bar eater. You don't have to go into just the hemp clothing. You could still be hippie and chic. You could still drive your fast car. You could still be all a part of that. Just remember to take some time out to be at one with nature. Maybe you're a person who likes to skydive or to sail or to ride your bike or to go mo motorbike dirt riding. 
whatever it is, find something that just connects you with a nature where you can truly hear it, where it can speak to you, where it can guide you. Go and find your own little haven. For me, it is this. And it brings me such peace, such tranquility and such answers. Allow nature to do that for you. Because we are here in unison, in partnership, in cohesive lifestyle with nature. And if we do not respect nature and value what it has to give us, then we are going to miss the point and we are going to suffer the consequences. We can't keep killing our rainforest that carries so many cures for ill that ails us. We can't keep pulling down trees without planting others, killing our oxygen for this planet. We can't keep destroying everything that is natural and here for a purpose because for All of it, every single part of it, has a purpose. We can't keep destroying without reviving and renewing. Life is a cycle. What dies, there must be something of birth in its place. You do not allow the birth, then all you're going to get is death. So please, in the next little while, go and take a walk amongst the trees. Feel them, let them speak to you, let them touch you. Open up your heart and your soul and your mind. Feel how they can make you feel. Because when you do, you will understand what I'm talking about. I wish you all a wonderful week. And until next week, may nature embrace you. And may the trees help you stand tall in your own life. Bye for now.